And in order to be great, you got to see it through. And yeah. that's that's just one of the principles that, you know, I, I just feel like I feel like that's one of the principles that God created, seeing it through. Right. I mean, you look at Jesus. He Jesus basically begged God to don't let him die. Yeah, like, I mean, he was yeah, he was in the garden, like, and God was like, "I'm gonna holler at you tomorrow after you die. See you through, my boy." He ain't talking to him that night. <laughs> look, look I, you gotta see it through. Like, you done came all the way down. You done pissed off all these Romans. You finna have to take this, son. Alabala <laughs> sabakani. What no? I ain't trying to hear that. You gonna Mama, he did it. Yeah. Ooh, back up. Mmm. 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 What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Yeah, I'm Jay Leg, and you know I'm about to go hard on these topics and these discussions. What you mean, boy? My mama flew in me bus. What you gonna say about me when I tap out? What you gonna say about me when I rock out? I'm the best out here and I've been that way, boy. What you mean, boy? My name is Jay. Got it on my shirt. Got it on my head. Boy, ten toes down. Yeah, I stand tall on my back. What? <laughs> I meant to say I have my own back. It don't matter. <laughs> I don't care if it makes sense. Boy, I'm the best ever. What you mean by that, boy? You ain't ever never. Mm. On the track, yep, and we back just to leg it in the back. Mm. She looking real clean, at the brakes twisted, and she ain't got no dandruff. She a scandruff. Mm. That's a word I made up, but I did it because I wanted to. Yep, yep, yep. I'm gonna be serious now. I'm gonna go hard. Hold on. Please and thank you. Oh no, not for that. Please and thank you. What you mean? I'm about to do. Coming right here in my GT wagon. Ooh, that's a cool. Yeah, made up that car. Yeah, I ran real far. Yep, I might have lied. Boy, you finna cry when I spin this track. Yeah, I'm back. This is so painful. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another special edition of the Mommy Did It Podcast. I'm your boy, Jay Lick, and she... Your girl, Jess, a.k.a. R. Lean. That's her name. Don't call me that. Because you don't know that I like You don't know her. You don't know my sister. And you never will. <laughs> Dang, that's aggressive. I'm the bitch. And she trilled. <laughs> All right. I apologize for the previous sounds you heard before we introduce ourselves. Jessica, how are you on today? Let me get the banner going. God dang, I'm shaking. How you doing today? How are you doing? Uh, I mean, doing a whole lot better if you brought it down like two octaves. <laughs> but I'm doing pretty good. Um, sleepy per usual. You, you wake, you wake up sleepy, and that's why I don't understand. I definitely do, which is crazy. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good though. I mean, I, I, I I'm just striving to be better each and every day. Uh, yeah, yes. that's what that's 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 my vibrations. 
I don't know what y'all vibrations are. But anyway, guys, before we get into the show, make sure you do all the things down below in the ticker. I got it scrolling across the screen. It's real simple instructions. Make sure you download us on all streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, uh, all the places. Uh, leave us a like, comment, share, and subscribe to the channel because we up. Very much so. Episode 50. We up. So uh, make sure you leave us five star view on all wherever you listen to us at, man. Hey, cause we we just trying. We hey, we don't know who watching this, but we feel like everybody's watching it. I do, and I'm gonna just keep talking to y'all in plural. It may be one person, but I'm gonna talk in plurality because <laughs> I'm speaking that upon my life and upon this podcast. But without further ado, let's get straight into it, man. We got a good show in store. We just gonna vibe out. I don't know how long this episode gonna be. I'm gonna keep it a book. But we're yeah, gonna we promising to give y'all something. Go with the flow. You know, we shoot it's these the, we shoot the mantra the day before we post these. We shoot these the day before we post these. I apologize. The last couple of weeks I've been a little late on a couple of parties. I actually put the wrong time. I put 9 p.m. Well, I should have put 9 a.m. That's my fault. I apologize. <laughs> so that's why I kind of came out at five. <laughs> but anyway, on normal occasions, you can catch us on a mommy did podcast on all streaming platforms at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So that's Central when you can catch standard. Central Standard Time. Time zones very much irritate me. Right. Let's get into it. It's just because you got to keep up with everybody's location to know what time it is. Yeah. And of course, I'm in Eastern right now. So everybody calling me, calling me late. <laughs> so, like, that's hilarious. I mean, like, bro, I'm ready to go to sleep, and y'all calling me. You thinking it's ten o'clock at night? No, it's eleven. First off, I ain't leave me you. alone. Really? I just I'm I, I thinking in general terms for being. I'm about to Eastern. say because first off, I understand time zones. Uh, but anyway, guys, what does it take for you to be great? That's the question we're posing today. And we're going to dive into this topic a little bit. Do we have cliff notes? No, but we're going to talk about what it takes to be great. Cliff how to notes. become great. How you how you know when you're great. You know, so Jessica, I'm going to let you go first because I have to take black women. Yeah, no, it's not that reason at all. It's because you be skating. But um, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> um. So first, I have to pose the question, what is it to be great? You know? Look up the Merriam-Webster. Googleation. Let, let me let, 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 let me let me gonna go from a more subjective point of view, but okay, you can you can do that while I search the definition. It shouldn't take you that long. I'll let you read it out. Are you sharing the screen? I feel like I'm lagging. Right. I don't know if it's my no, you, ain't, you ain't lagging. Oh, okay. All right, let's see. I'm gonna share the screen to everybody in this in the world. Bow. All right. Define being great. The quality or state of being important, notable, or distinguished. Boom. That's the definition. Let's go on dive into it a little, a little deeper. And we can look up synonyms, antonyms, and all the like if you need it. Oh, I'm clicking on the wrong screen. Oh. My apologies. The quality of state of being powerful or intense. That's nice. So that's what it means to be great, everybody. So, Jessica, what's the subjective definite, definite, definitive of being great? Um, you gonna close that ad first? Yeah. But okay. So, honestly, 
when I said from a more subjective standpoint, I mean, it's great being great or defining greatness is susceptible to each individual. Like some people's great might just be chilling at home on the porch, not doing nothing. That might be great. That might be their version of greatness. Whereas then you have Coco Golf's who greatness is just opening. That's what I'm watching. When you asked me what I was watching, I'm, watching, I'm re-watching the match. I said in 2019 and 19. No, when you ask me what I'm watching, I'm literally watching the Cokes. I call her Cokes because that's my she in the, I'm assuming it's the doubles match now. Her name's Cokes. Is that a re- oh, this a replay? Yeah. I, well, I, I just put, you know, I just like to go back and watch film. You know, get a good detailed oh study like on the forehand and backhand. I like to n- jot down notes about the forehand and backhand. After watching two videos. <laughs> and that's how I be great. Now, I'm going to tell y'all the true definition of being great now. Here you go. You dive into a craft or avenue or an adventure, and you partake in being the best you can be, right? You know when you're doing your dang Please adventure. drop the exit. Nope, because I'm a coach right now. You know when you're doing your dang gum best. Let me cut this light on so you can see me. You know when you're doing your dang gum best. And when you're not doing your best, it's impossible to be great. Because dang gum Deion Sanders was in Atlanta, Georgia. Jerry Rice was with the 49ers. And they were battling across uh, uh, time zones, just like you're talking, trying to be great. So what did Deion do? Dion said, I have to wake up earlier just to break beat Jerry because he's going to be up at a certain time and I'm going to still be asleep because I'm in a different time zone. That's what it means to be great. I risk my case, Your Honor. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I can't even focus when you be talking like that. But um, where was I? You like kind of. I'm just saying, like to me, in order to be great, you got to tap into something, right? I lagged out. So you, you think it's the... In order to be... Oh, I heard you. That's, that's me. That was me. In order to be great, you got to tap into something. And I feel like... Ta- like I feel like every... Okay, this is how I define being great, right? So when I was take, I was never a good test taker in school. Just never was... I just couldn't. But when I tried my hardest to study... Like I put it all, I, I left it on the paper as the teachers, as the people say. I left it on the court. I left it all out there, bro. And I still feel it's like that's the best I can do. But if I feel like I got something left in the tank, I wasn't trying to be great. I was trying to just pass. I was just trying to get a, a A. I wasn't trying, trying to get, to get an A. Minimal course. effort. Right. And so I feel like in order to be great in anything, that's what it takes. And being great to me, and me and Kyle was talking about this yesterday. I feel like being great is it's different in different fields, right? I feel like being great at sport, like Coco Golf, being great at tennis, it takes a different level of work, determination, different mindset versus being a great person or being a great Christian or being a great husband, a wife, a boyfriend, a daughter, a son, a uncle, a nephew, a niece, and auntie. It, 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 it's, 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 the roles require a different thing to tap into. Yeah. And so I feel like when we define being great, it's it, I feel like it is the aura and the essence of being great is the same, but I feel like the the attributes of greatness change depending on what you're trying to be great at. That makes sense. No, it makes sense. 
Like, okay, so what about the the flip side, like they how people say like you can't you can only be great at one thing, but you can be good at a lot of things. What's what's the like which one are you picking? Would you rather be good at a lot of things or be great at one specific thing? It depends on what that one thing is. Like I can be a good person and still be great at being a bad one. Great at being a bad one. Okay, let me see this. <laughs> I, I, I could be a good person outside of my house and then get home and be great. Or I can be the, I could be a great stranger to people. I could be great at work and get home and be mid. That's why I say I, I don't know. It depends on what I'm trying to be good at. Like I can be good at yeah. being home, but which one do I prefer? Well, I guess I'm referring to like career situations. Are you talking about like, like, like you're talking about like the saying like uh, a master of what is it, master of none? It's really not a master of one, something like that. Yeah, I think I don't know the exact quote, but that was searching. what I was, you know, kind of going for. A master, a master. It's like a master of many is a master of none or something, or a master of... It's a, a jack of all trades is a master of none. Hold on. A, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Yeah, because you can do a lot of other things. I I'm feel like... Honest. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like when you determine, like, what is great, right? It's it's a matter of exceeding your own expectations. So like that level of becoming great always progresses as you progress. So like I might be at this level today and I've exceeded my expectations, but that that, that does, being great doesn't mean you've mastered it. Like great is not mastery. You know what mm. I'm saying? So that's kind of how like y'all give me a real world that. example of that though. Cause they sound good. I'm trying to figure out how it's being great, not mastery. Like I don't, I don't see that in a real world example. Okay, so okay, let me think of a work example. I guess maybe like a workout example. So like you've been in the gym, you're consistent, you've been working out great. You know, you don't get as tired as you are. But what is mastery for you? Is mastery being able to do? you know, like competitions, like is that mastery? So it's always, that's why I say greatness is subjective because whatever your mastery level is depends on how great you are. So am I judging my mastery based on other people's mastery? I said your. <laughs> well, well, I guess, I guess that's, that's why I think it's different though. I feel like I could be a great fisherman, but I'm not a master. But you haven't mastered it. Until I can beat the other greats. It Possibly. That makes sense. Like, yeah. Possibly. But that's in the sense but of competition, also, though. That's also like, yeah, that's just in a sense of competition. But if you're comparing, um, then, like, who is the the top tier? That's why I say you have to exceed your own expectations. Because, like, I can know a lot about a topic, but I haven't mastered it until I know everything about the topic. I can answer any questions about the topic, and I can also apply it to the topic. Like, to me, that's mastery, like, minimal expectations would be okay i know i can figure it out like i can go in a room and i can figure something out that's meeting the minimum requirements i can be good at it where i don't need that much help on it i'm pretty good i'm proficient at it when i don't i need very minimal help i may ask one or two questions here and there but if i mastered it i'm the one people coming to ask for help for mm. like I, I need little to no assistance on stuff 
get it. I just I I also just think like like to me like in that circumstance like mastery like, will be. Let me say it this way. Sports, right? It's competition. Oh. It's competition. Is it like a competition? I don't know. It depends on how you look at life. But like you can be like all the people that made it to the to the NBA. They're great, right? Because they're they've made it there. But to some people, that might have been the mastery of it. But when you get in, you might have been great to get in the NBA. Okay, you made the status of great, right? But now have you won a championship? Have you like it's still levels to after being great at something? Like we can all say that, you know. Steph Curry and LeBron are great at what they do, but we develop, we determine the status of GOAT or mastery based on different levels within that greatness. Yeah, so it's tears. Deion Sanders said that a while back. Deion Sanders said that a while back. He was saying, like, the Hall of Fame should have halls. Like, everybody in the Hall of Fame. It's different levels. Yeah, like, when you put, like, granted, both LeBron and Steph are great, right? But if we're talking about mastery, I wouldn't put LeBron in mastery of three-point shooting. I would put Steph there for sure. But I also wouldn't put Steph in being able to drive the lane and nobody being able to stop him. I would put LeBron there. Like, it's different. Like, all this all this is great, right? But then mastering one specific task is different, which is why it's so hard to define. I think it's easy to find greatness. It's hard to define mastery. So how can we master citizenship? Or not necessarily citizenship, but how can I master? Okay, how can I master being a person? Like, just a I am a I am a middle class, uh, nine to five worker. How can I master that? It's my mastery, and I'm not talking about the work aspect of it. Because who cares about that? You gonna stay? You gonna have a job regardless, like whether you're good at it or not. So my my thing is like, if if my goal isn't to be necessarily a great worker, how can I master being? A person, just a, a guy. How did how does mastery of are you like that's a great person, but how do you master like what makes person? them that? What makes what you make, a great what person? Makes them a great person, and what makes you the master of being a great person? I don't know if you can master. I think the only master of being a great person is Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> how did that book? Oh, I know you finna change it. Don't change it. It's unnecessary. I'm not going that far into it. Yes. But, right, um, yeah, so I think, you know, that's mastery as a person is like not happening, but we all can become great and good at certain aspects of, of being a person. But that whole rubric of what a great person is, is different for everybody. So it's just like once you figure out what a great person looks like to you and what that rubric is based on, like for us, I know our rubric is what we are expected of according to the word of God. So as a person, you know, so that's our rubric. We can be great at something. I may be great at forgiving people, right? But I may only be good at not gossiping. Like it's like you you can only you're not gonna be great at everything. <laughs> like it's it's always level of improvement. Hey, that's like a that. bar. That's a bar. I'm good, I'm good at being nice to people, but I, I I'm yeah. only I'm great at sharing. Like I'll share, yeah. but I'm high to being nice. Like hey. Yeah. Like I'm good at checking up on people, but I'm great at talking to kids one on one in person. Like 
I may not be the best person. Like, how, how, remembering what that kid did the last time to want to check up on it, remember that game, and be like, hey, how did the score go? Asking their parent or something like that. But when I see them, I'm great at in-person interaction. But that just means I probably need to work on my lack of connection when I'm not face-to-face with somebody. So what drives you to want to work on something to become great at another thing? Like, so, fancy, that same scenario, like, I'm good at – for me, I just say me personally. Like, I feel like I'm good at being approachable, but I'm great at having conversations with people. Uh, or, or for instance, or, or I don't know, that's probably a bad example. But like, if if I'm good, I'm good. Like, I just say what you said. Like, if I'm good at in person interactions, but I'm great at, I guess, meeting kids or whatever you said. How, how like what warrants me to want to be great at that? Because if I'm good, I'm good. Like, that don't make me yeah. a bad person just because I'm good. But what warrants you to get better? Like, what what indicators in your life will say, I need to get better at this, even though I'm not bad at it? I think it's like a, a two-folded thing. Like, one, the desire and the passion towards something. Like, if you really, really love working with kids, then you're going to want to get better at working with kids. But if you can't stand nobody kids and don't like kids, you could care less about being better at it. Right. Like it's a, it's a desire. Like you, you might not like kids, but you also don't want to be horrible with kids. You know, maybe you want to have kids one day of your own. So maybe that's the aspiration, but the levels of desire to be better is what's going to drive you to do better. Okay. Yeah. I like that answer. I mean, to me, I feel like sometimes, like, I'll be like, I'm all right at this, but I don't really desire to be great at it. Like, like I could be better, but I'm okay. Like, the- it's an unnecessary attribute, you know. Like, for instance, like, I feel like I'm good at, I'm I'm good at talking to people, but I'm not always the greatest. I don't always want to talk to people. Yeah, I think it's like the that whole battle of like contentment versus complacency. Mm. You know, like, am I being content with the opportunities I'm having to be better or to get better at something? Or am I like overly complacent and not looking for the opportunity? Like, I'm like, if the opportunity come, I'm going to just be like, ah, I'm good. I'll pass it this time. Maybe next am time. I cheat? Am I cheating myself yeah. by not? I'm asking the question. Am I cheating myself by not wanting to improve on certain stuff? I like think if, a per- if a person, like to me, it's my thing. Like everybody don't desire self improvement. So like, is that person cheating themselves? Uh, are they are they robbing themselves of life? You know, like that's just a question I got. I mean, I can't determine how much life they're gonna get if they try to be better or not. But if you don't want to be better, nobody gonna make you be better than you. Like, but you. Ultimately, um, I think that's 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 a struggle within itself, right? Like the desire of of being good or being a better version of yourself, not necessarily good. Like what is good? You know, um, a lot of good people still do bad things. So uh, I think a lot of times like greatness is defined. Like good people are defined by their character and like everything that goes on but great people are defined by moments mm-hmm. so like how how impactful is your moment and yeah. so like i think the desire to make each moment great 
is is what makes you a better person. Like I can be, I'm a I'm a pretty good person, right? Like you can say I'm a pretty good person, but like, what's that that moment that's like, oh, that was a great person to be around? Like, did you comfort somebody when they were down? Did you, you know, make somebody laugh when they were having a really tough time? Those great moments add up more in like your rapport with other people than just being a generally good person. Like it's a lot of generally good people I've met in my life that I don't remember. But mm-hmm. the great moments in my life I don't forget. Remind me of the Air Jordan collection. It's called DMP. It's called the Finding Moment Pack. It's like that like what you said made me think of like the moments. So what made Jordan great was the fact that he could jump higher than most people. One the fact that he could shoot better than most people. It was the fact when the moment counted. He, he, he made ooh, it. It's a word in there somewhere. It's a word. I feel a word coming. <laughs> ooh, it's a word. I feel. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like. What's, what we see a lot of times is people get to these situations where they have the opportunity. Because, bro, situations come to you when I, I, I truly believe God only gives you so much of what you can handle, right? And I so mean, he, the, it. he said it. So, so I feel like the situation presented to you to where you have the option to be great. That road splits where you can go left or right. Or, mm-hmm. or 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 just like a superhero movie. It's a point in the movie where Batman, yeah. Flash, or Spider Man has the option to choose good or evil. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that whole thing I was talking about with content versus being complacent. Like, are you gonna to be content does not mean you're complacent, right? So like if you're content, you're happy with where you are, but that doesn't mean you wanna retract. That means that doesn't mean you're scared to go be worse, but it also means you're willing to be better. So like yeah you're happy with wherever you are in that moment. But to be complacent, I mean, you only want to be in this spot. Like, you and don't want to The crazy thing is, I have I have been in that situation before, and I personally remember the feeling like, dang, I should have did this. Yeah. Or like, it, it's, it's almost like an instant regret. I feel like everybody, regret. yeah. It's an instant regret. Or like, or like, when you do something good, it's like instant gratitude. Like, I've been yeah. watching these videos on YouTube where these people are like, the guy comes and say, hey, can I uh, get a couple dollars for gas? And then the lady like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't give you no gas. I ain't, I, ain't, I can't gas. Which, to her point, it may be true. She may not have money to get nobody else gas, right? Yeah. But then you turn around, he asks somebody else, and they give him the money for gas. He's like, oh, I'm just playing. Here's a, here's, here's a hundred grand. Here yeah, like, pounds. what is it like the social, the social, it's some type of social experiment. Yeah. And so, and see moments like that, and, and, and it's like they pan the camera back to the person that said no. And it's instant regret. And I think it's yeah. stuff like that. Not saying I'm trying to be great so I can get 10 grand. Right. I, right. But, but, but they're not expecting I'm, that when you're saying, like, you don't really be right. expecting it. Like, you gotta, it show where your heart is. Like, if you, like, in, a, in that same situation, right? Like, if they pan back to that person and they don't feel no type of way, they probably really didn't have it. Like, if you don't have no instant regret about it, you probably truly, you know, wasn't capable of doing it but if you got regret because you saw the reward that came out of somebody else gift gifting then it is like oh so you probably had it and you wish you would have did it so you could have been rewarded right and so i feel like what you said was key was the fact that it's the moments of greatness that define a person's greatness i know there's a lot the moments of no, greatness, the moments of opportunity to be great defines the person's internal greatness like yeah. you, uh, you you could be a you could be the best person on earth until it's time to be the best person on earth. Right. Yeah. Don't and nobody can like, credit for it. As yeah, much like, as I you love You could be LeBron a good person today. up until this per- point. 
and then when the moment matters and you fail, that's the moment you remember this. And so. as much as I love LeBron James, I have seen with my own eyes, this man will go drop 50. But the game's still tight. And in the last 10 seconds, he passed the ball instead of shooting. People are on his head because yeah. in the moment, they don't care about the 50 you scored to get them here. They care about what you did in this moment to define your greatness. And no knock to him. I'm his, I'm his biggest fan. So I wish you could talk about Brian. But but what I am saying is, though, I that's one of the knocks that basketball aficionado and or Jordan Love was not LeBron for is because in those defining moments, he, he may have been like done. he didn't want the ball. Like he, he didn't, didn't want, want the ball. He didn't seize the moment, didn't seize the opportunity. And I feel like in life, we ain't on the court. You know, I still can yeah. get you. But, but see, I, I can even I, I can even still rebuttal this, right? Because yeah. they saying like to the spectators, all right, like he wasn't defining his greatness. But unlike Jordan or Kobe, LeBron's version of a great player is not to be the biggest scorer, to to be the most, most highlighted person on the team, is to be the best team player he can be, which means he's gonna dish out and provide the, the he's gonna provide the best opportunity. He gonna provide the best opportunity for the best person in the moment. Right, so, so while his, we his look at definition it as, of greatness may not be different. your definition of greatness. Exactly. That's why it's so subjective because you may, you know, he'll probably do an interview or something about these moments when he retires or something. But like in those moments to him, that's defining greatness, you know, so you never know. And it could be the complete opposite. Maybe he regrets it. And then we'll know whenever he does that interview. You know, yeah. I'll be watching. Yeah, I'll be there soon then. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, and, I, and I feel like in order for people to tap into their greatness, not necessarily sitting sitting by being idle, waiting on that moment to happen, but continue to work on yourself being good. So when you are time to, when it's time to be great, you can see yeah. the opportunity. I mean, because sometimes I know personally, like, I, like we were talking about this uh, last night. I was like, I feel like sometimes as a, as a man, I feel myself and I feel those around me sometimes for not being the best Christian examples I could be because there are opportunities that I don't seize just because yeah. either lack there of interest and or lack there of knowledge to think I can seize them and that's something I gotta yeah. work on and exactly. I feel like I feel, you. I feel like in order for me to get be great um I, I have to get better in those situations meaning I gotta work on self first in order to be ready for when that time comes. Um, yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. Oh, I can talk. I, I would also even go as far to say that these great moments are the summation or the buildup of the confidence in the good that you have done. You know, like, you're more like in the instance where you say, like, seizing those moments when given the opportunity to evangelize or something like that, like, you're more prone. It's not that the passion or the desire to do it is not there necessarily in some cases, but it's the confidence in the things that I've instilled, like God has instilled in us through like study and in all of this. So it's like confidence of good helps you be great. Like, okay, I've, I've built up the goodness inside me to be able to be confident in order to let the greatness speak through me. So that's just kind of how I, interpreted that because I know that's the thing for me like it's not that I don't always want to say something but if I don't feel I'm less prone to talk about something if I'm not confident about my ability to talk about it 
and not necessarily like the fact that I don't know anything about it, but I want to be able to confidently speak to you about what I know, but also be able to answer questions on the fly that you might ask that maybe I haven't prepared for, or maybe I haven't seen that scripture in, you know, a good amount of time, but being able to like bring that back up in the right moment. And that's just like allowing, you know, the spirit to guide you and everything. But that also takes us putting in the work to make sure it's, it's in us. Cause like this, the spirit will guide you in those moments. Like if you put it, if you, like they always say, whatever you feed is what comes out. Right. Like the, the power is, is in the tongue, right? So whatever you feed in your spirit is what's going to come out. So if you've been feeding your spirit, you've been studying, you've been acknowledging the truth and trying to really learn and connect the dots and understand what is being said, then when the time comes, when the moment comes, the greatness isn't from us, it's mm-hmm. from God. And if we remember that, then it'll it'll flow exactly how it should. And you can only do what you can do, right? We, we're supposed to plant the seed right not water it that he he provides the increase so mm. i think that's that's one of the things we got to remember too on that front yeah i agree i mean i and i and i think just to piggyback on what you're saying like we gotta i decided to be in a christian i mean it, i feel like it's in everything i do but yeah just being a person in general like like some things i have to get better at in order to get back to the source, if that makes sense. So like, so like I, I know what the source of greatness is. Every, I, and I believe it's the Bible. I think it's God and Jesus Christ. I think that's the source of greatness, right? That's right. the purest example we've had of a great human, right? I ain't talking about sports. I ain't talking about yeah. as a great We can say human. mastery. We can say mastery. Mastery of, of being a of human, a person, right? Being a human, yeah. So I so in order to get closer to the source, I ain't gonna ever be a master of being a human, but I can be as great as I can be. And the only mm-hmm. way I feel like I can be great as I can be is to get closer to the source of being a master. And so right. the closer I can get nowadays, getting the Bible, and that's kind of what you was picking. I'm just picking back up what you're saying. Um, so when you think about being a person in today's society with everything being council culture, with everything being, I call it hypersensitivity, which is my opinion, uh, and things being shunned and or neglected to be spoke about, how does one navigate through everything you have to deal with anyway because it's society, you have to live in it. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate through society by still being on your moral code of being a Christian? Uh, or, or, or how do you stand on that, knowing I still have to be great at that in this society? I'll say it this way. I can love and respect you and not agree with everything that you do. Right. Okay. So just because I love you as a person, that's, that's what we're taught to love everybody, to love our neighbors. Right. That doesn't mean I agree with everything that you do. Neither does that mean you're going to agree with everything that I do, right? But if you have a moral code and moral backing, which we're referring to as the Bible for us, then stand on what you believe in. But I'm not going to treat nobody or anybody any differently. I'm going to be as respectful as I can at all times. I never want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. You can reasonably and respectfully tell somebody your position without making them feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, like 
that's I don't believe in that. But I'm gonna treat you. I I'm a, I won't treat you any different. Like, and I think people can. I I feel like people can respect the fact that you're honest up front. That's one thing I can say about this generation, about the 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 culture of what is forming behind our generation right now is like, okay, we know everybody don't agree with everything, but if you can be about what you about, like you can stand on what you about, you upfront about it and you still treat me equal as a human being first, I can respect you. I I feel like that is a, a general consensus within, within this generation. Like we know that there's different types of people, different types of culture, different types of backgrounds, beliefs. But if you stand on what you believe on, you upfront about it, but you still equally treat everybody with respect, then there's nothing we can still communicate in a loving and understanding way. Like it's no need to be aggressive, rude, disrespectful. Like you can say exactly what you need at a reasonable tone. At, with reasonable language like it's possible it's just a matter of do you want it to be possible do you want it to be done and just controlling and then from our perspective controlling self is the most important part of it all just because i believe this is this is how i'm going to act this is how what i believe this is what i'm going to stand on somebody some people may not respect it and by all means that's your business but i can't control your actions but i can control my reactions to what you do or say to me so I believe, and that goes even a longer way, in my opinion, when, because once you say his name, right, you're going to get tested. I mean, people going to test you. They're going to see see if you really bout it, it's you know, coming. and, and rightfully, I guess tent, rightfully bro. so, you know, like people going to test you to see like if you really, you really about what you say you about. And when you prove it, it's respected. So jail my head stand for Jackson and Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, I ain't want. I, I don't. I don't know where this conversation is gonna lead us to, but I guess it, so. I'm. A, I'm a pivot, right? I'm a pivot. Okay. Nah, I ain't leaving because it's in everything. But I'm just gonna pivot, right? So, let's say you take on the role of being a wife, right? You're now a wife, and the opportunity arises where you can be a great person but your spouse may not agree to the opportunity being seized for you to be a great person so for instance let's say this happens okay let's say uh, and this ain't happening to nobody i know of you know, i'm just making this up uh let, let's say you're married mm-hmm. you have five kids whatever lord have mercy yeah i'm stacking the deck because it's gonna help what i'm gonna say you have five children Right, mm-hmm. biological children, no problem having kids, no, whatever. Let's say, Lord forbid, let's Not say Lord, me, it don't matter. Okay, sorry. Let's say they in the house though. Let's okay. say I have three children. Mm-hmm. Right, I pass away. Mm-hmm. My wife passes away. Mm-hmm. The opportunity is there for you to adopt your family. To live mm-hmm. in your household, but your husband disagrees with the fact that having eight kids plus y'all two. 
so so uh, so uh, and I say all this just to say, how would that conversation go with somebody encroaching, or not necessarily encroaching, but trying to deflect the opportunity for you to be a great person? Because if your greatness led you to this opportunity, and you wanted to take this opportunity because you felt like it's it's needed to be done for one, and it's it's an opportunity for you to elevate yourself to be a great person. How would you seize that opportunity? How, how would you battle that conflict? Okay. Technical difficulties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said, how would I approach the situation? Mm-hmm. Um, I would want to know, like, why. Mm-hmm. Like, I, w- I would act ask the question like why not why and why not right and then pondering the situation in reverse and would the outcome be the same regardless like wanting to know if the the, if the roles were reversed uh would i be would i be subject yes to to his lead hold on say what yes so so if it was his family if it was his family and the roles were reversed and complete and I'm as a Christian wife, I assume to be submissive to my husband. Would he overpower me if I said no? That's that's a question that I would ask. Um, And then I, I think it will honestly depend on the responses to all of those questions of why and why not. And if the roles were reversed. How would this play out for us? To, for me to get a better view of how this could play out for my family if I'm expected to not accept the opportunity, right? I and feel like then, you should accept the opportunity because my kids going to be big. They're going to interfere. They'll pay okay. for everything when they get up. Settle in. Okay, this is hypothetical switches. But um, <laughs> I would ask that. And then I would also lay out the pros and the cons like future tense and current like because in a situation like this especially if it's um like sporadic or not foreseen like no no opportunity to plan for it um like weighing out the financial parts of it like how can we you know get this to work out in the meantime if it's something like that like is it a i think asking the question like is it a not now or is it a never is a good question to ask as well because a, a not now may, may mean okay they need to stay with the grandparents for a year so we can get everything in line that's understandable we, yeah. that means we're working towards the goal right mm-hmm. but if uh, it's a never like no nah, I don't want them because I don't want the kids in my house okay but why remember we talked about the whole concept of principle over preference mm-hmm. is this a is this principle or is this preference because if we have the means to do so and we have the space to do so why not but you know I'm gonna be headstrong about it I ain't gonna like yeah but um nevertheless (laughs) hopefully I don't have no five kids that's really the point hopefully this whole scenario never happens yes yes let's put that part (laughs) first I'm talking about kids (laughs) Uh, but yeah I feel like when it comes to being great and and, and a lot of times when I look at great athletes, I look at them and I see them on the court, on the field, 
or at the table tennis, whatever, anywhere. I like when I see them in action and when they do something good or when they achieve their goal, they relieve a sigh of emotion. They yell, they scream, they pound their chest, they jump for joy. That is from the work being put in. And kind of going back to what you were saying, yeah. it's the relief of who I succeeded, all this hard work paid off. And you see the opposite side. You ever heard the saying, uh, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, it's the same thing. So, like, yeah. if the opportunity comes and I don't try to become great and I don't succeed in I, – I don't seize the opportunity and or succeed in that opportunity, the crying, the weeping, the, the, the regret – that's yeah. the instant regret that I was talking about. And I feel like sports in general kind of align with life a lot. I mean, you 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 ache, you pain, you you get hurt, you break stuff, you tear ligaments, stuff like that. You rehabilitate, you come back better, stronger, and faster. Right. Um, and that's life. You got you got ups and downs, peaks and valleys. And in order to be great, you gotta see it through. And yeah. that's that's just one of the principles that, you know, I, I just feel like I feel like that's one of the principles that God created, seeing it through. Right. I mean, you look at Jesus. He Jesus basically begged God to don't let him die. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was he was in the garden. Like, and God was like, I'm gonna holler at you tomorrow after you die. See it through, my boy. He ain't talking to him that night. <laughs> look, look, I, you gotta see it through. Like, you done came all the way down, you done pissed off all these Romans. You finna have to take this, son. <laughs> Alabala, Sabakanai. What now? Uh, I ain't trying to hear that. You gonna have to see this, yeah. son. Like I would even go as far to change the title to instead of becoming great to finding greatness. Right? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Is I feel like finding greatness itself is eliminating, like what you just talked about, eliminating the what ifs, right? Because if if you get to a spot in the road, I'm like, well, what if I didn't? Right? You're eliminating also the rewards if you did. So if we're on if we're on the continual search to finding greatness, then we can alleviate those what if moments, those regretful moments. Um, because you know, if you say what if to everything you're debating to, that means you chose something that was for your better, or like not necessarily for your better, because that doesn't mean every time you say what if and say yes it's gonna be good but at least you won't regret it and it's gonna build your character and like who you are as a person that's exactly right i couldn't agree more with you now you you putting down words i feel like finding greatness it's just like anything else you gotta work for it i mean and like when you're at the east egg hunt if it's a real one not them little kitty ones where they lay the eggs out just obviously you gotta oh, step yeah, they just be sitting there yeah but when, when like you have to go search so mm -hmm. Searching for greatness is putting in the work, reading your Bible, yeah. putting in, getting in your word, uh, and or if it's something else, working out hard. If it's if it's learning new skills, studying, researching. I mean, it's greatness. Greatness personified is the act of changing myself into the greatest form of myself, and I feel like that's what right. that's what greatness personified means. Um, and I feel like there there are people that we see that we like, oh, that's that person's great. That's a great person. And or that person's great at that. And this is but all like level people, based. Right. right. But even those people like, I'm great compared to you. Yeah. But it's I ain't it's great very much stage based. Like we can yeah. say LeBron in Miami, great. Right. Right. It was great for them. 
LeBron back with the Cavs against the Warriors, great. Like, he got better. I think LeBron against them was greater than LeBron, Miami. The the stakes were higher. I mean, you talk about higher. Dog Cleveland, no dog. championship. Cleveland, no championship. Greatest Cleveland, team no ever. championship. Really, yeah. no help. You going against the best team in the world? They seventy three and nine. That's greatness, right? Yeah. So it's just like then LeBron in the bubble, all odds against him. Greatness. Like it's like each stage is different. So like, is is one level of greatness better than the next? Not not necessarily. What but did that's the, the what did the, the pastor Meek of Mill say? What did the pastor Meek of Mill say? Um, Little Bama, we don't rock the same clothes. Up the oh, bang, bang, but it's levels to got this stuff. Never got that it's right. levels to this. <laughs> it's levels. You gotta stack levels, bro. You can't skip no level. That's the thing about levels. If you try to yeah. skip it, you're gonna fall. Don't skip it. Yeah, walk through it. And I feel like the journey to the That's what's so crazy. I swear this stuff really be so full circle because like just in church Sunday, we was talking about Joseph and like kind of And Joseph was who? Joseph was the greatest stepdaddy of all time. Okay. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. He's the stepdaddy of Jesus. He's the greatest stepdaddy ever. Not that Joseph. Oh, you talking about the other Joseph? Is that Jacob? I'm thinking my you getting my names messed up. It was a J though. No, Jacob was the daddy, right? Or is Joseph the daddy? Coat of many colors. That's Joseph. This that's Jacob. It's a J. You got me confused. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, answer the question so I can get into what I was gonna say. Go ahead. Which is the right answer? I'm gonna watch you go down this cliff. Well, no, see, see, this is the moment for you to have greatness and you just want me to fail. That's crazy. I'm gonna look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Jacob, though. It is Jacob. Okay. Anyway, so That's Joseph was dead, right? I'm sitting there thinking about there Jesus. Jesus Joseph. I was like, when you start saying, I was like, that ain't who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, Jacob, so, now you got me questioning. It's the coat of many colors. Yeah, it's Jacob. I know. It's Wait, Jacob. no, that's Jacob and Esau. We go fast. We go fast. It's okay. Like I know the story. It's Joseph. It is Joseph. And Jacob was his daddy, so I had the Jacob, right names. Yeah. I was just missing the names up. So you need get to put Joseph back. of. I said Joseph at first, and then you confused me with saying Jesus. Well, I said I thought you were talking about that Joseph, and then I said not that Joseph, and then you started to confuse me. Anyway, so anyway, so we were talking about the story of Joseph, right? And we were trying to what? <laughs> <laughs> like that ain't even related whatsoever. <laughs> um. <laughs> So we were talking about Joseph and his life and everything, and like we kind of broke it down into the four stages, and um trying to figure out which I'm gonna kind of spin it, but we were trying to figure out which was the hardest season in his life, you know, because you have one where he's in the bottom of the pit because his brothers put him in the bottom of the pit. They out there sitting lunch before they selling him off to slavery. Then two, he's in Potiphar's house and his wife come on to him. Okay, mm-hmm. then three, he's now back in the dungeon because she lied and said 
she was he was trying to take over her, right? And then four, we got him back into Pharaoh's house, and now he's the governor, right? So which one of these is the hardest situation for him? The dungeon. The, you really think the dungeon? It was hot. He was he was ruler over everything in the dungeon. Like the the warden gave him control over everything and everything that he well, had control the over. The hardest thing probably because part of a wife probably was bad. That probably That's, the hardest we, thing. we brought that up in church. She was like, she probably was a very attractive woman because she was the wife of like, you know, a very army man. general, basically. Yeah, so like you know, she probably looks very well. But you know, just breaking it down, like if you think about in the pit, this is his he probably He'd been in the house the doing basic tough. chores. And yeah, he'd been doing basic chores. Then he come out to tell his brother something about a story. And they like, man, they what? They get there. mad. They kick him in there. You know, like this This is a mental strain because like, bro, I can't wait to I can't wait to tell daddy what y'all did to me. Like, I can't wait to get y'all back. Like, that's a mental strain. Like, that's to wish, you know, harm on somebody. Like, that's hard. Like, how to how to overcome that. Then you got in the house. He probably a young man at this point. This good looking woman coming after you. You can't leave because you under his control, right? Because you technically still are a slave. You can't tell nobody because won't nobody believe you because she's his wife. What do you do? Every time she come around you, you running and then she go and lie on you. Then you Mm -hmm. in the dungeon. Now you back in the pit. You was down. You came up. Now you back down in it, right? And you got free range, kind of, sort of, but you're still in prison. Then you help these two guys out, the baker and the, the other guy, and they forget about you when they go back. Oh, well, the one dude, the one of them died. The other one, he forget about you, and now you in here for another three years, just about. And then he finally remember you. Now you back up at the top, but you know what they go and do? This old Hebrew boy, they give him a pagan wife. Uh, a son, they they clothe him in jewelry at the point where his family don't even recognize him when the family come. How do you how do you continue to find greatness? How do you continue to find self in those moments? Like he's had the option now to choose going away from God's will and then continuing on God's path. Like this man becomes the great 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 you know in the in the genealogy of Christ. Like he he's well his brother, but. He's still a point. His uncle, his great great uncle, basically, because his his brother is the line that it comes out of. But like that is a that's a lot of great moments, like possibility of moments, right? And he had to be great at each one of these to get to where he was. And even then, at his top, at the very top one, he was still miserable. Mm. So what was the answer? That's crazy. Oh. Nobody could agree. Uh, <laughs> it was it was just more like a, a, a outward topic. A lot of people agreed that the fourth, like him being at the very top, was the hardest because, like, when you're in the bottom, is nowhere nowhere to go but up. But we met, he has all power. Like people shouted his name in the streets, and he's basically a full blown celebrity. He has all the money, all the clothes, all everything you could wish for. But he's still not happy. He don't have no family. He's still a a foreigner in a in a, you know in a foreign land so mm. and still trying to do right by god like just this think of the world we live in like it's so much stuff going on you still trying to be a christian amongst it all like he gets really really tough so 
you think about that, it, it wasn't a, I always thought of his story as a triumph story. Like at the end, he was just the greatest. No, but he was miserable. He was miserable. He uh like the name of his first child was like the the it's in the Bible. Um so pretty sure don't want to misquote quote it. But um basically it was it's got something in relation to like it's a Hebrew name for one. And then um the meaning of it is relating to like his he's still in a sad place. Like he's still not home. Like even though he's been here for over most of his when life. I think of home, I think of a it's place like, yeah. where there's love and, and now since me and Illy got our Jacobs and Josephs um settled out, I hope that story made sense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I had fun tonight. What you think? You had a good time with a good yeah, discussion. Thing, I hope uh, the the listeners we have enjoy. I hope y'all enjoy. And if you have, guys, make sure you let us know down below. Just be anything else, cause I, I I think that's where we dropped the mic. Sister Jess, man, she broke down that word. Well, it was helpful for my church family because they be breaking it down for me. <laughs> you feel okay. me? But um, so, you got anything yeah. else to leave with no. the people? Any parting words? I'm finna go eat these noodles in general. So you did. Yeah. Yeah, feel me. All right, guys, man. It's been another special rendition of the goddamn mama. He did it. I am poet case. And uh we we hope y'all have a great rest of the week. Thank y'all for stopping this by. Be great. Other things down below, like comment, share, subscribe, give us five stars. Follow us everywhere, man. Dang. Yeah. We running it up. And we remember, guys. Every day isn't a good day, but there's good in every day. And it starts with you being able to wake up in the morning. Praise him, praise him. Praise him, praise him, Jesus. I have a reading here. All right, guys. Thank y'all for tuning in. We love y'all so much. We'll see y'all at the Revival. Peace. Peace.